0: How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to the Inside Columbia Basketball Podcast. I'm Mike Kowalski. My guest today is Jack Forrest, first year on the Columbia men's team. So, first of all, Jack, thanks for taking some time this afternoon. Of course. Uh, Big win for you guys last night. We're talking on Thursday before the Lions head to Virginia. Uh, On Wednesday, Columbia beat uh, Binghamton 75-63, and Jack played a key role in that game. So, what was it like playing your first game in Levy and and coming away with a win?
1: It was great. It was great. It felt good to be at home. Uh, we suffered two two-point losses away, so uh, getting in the home gym and getting some, some familiar rims felt good uh, for, for the team and definitely to get a win.
0: You were 4-for-4 four four from three-point range last night. Was it as simple as just getting the familiar rims or, and comfortability, or was there something else that you changed uh, in your leading up to the game last night?
1: Uh, I think we just moved the ball well as a team. I think it's getting, just as a freshman, getting comfortable on the floor because it's a big difference um, from high school. So just being comfortable on the floor and my teammates looking for me. Um, and I thought we moved the ball great. I got open looks. It wasn't like I was taking very contested shots because we have great point guard at Mike Smith. So just uh, moving the ball and, and getting shots was, was the key.
0: What's it been like playing with Mike so far? He's had a great start to the season. Does it make uh, your transition a little that much easier?
1: Yeah, I mean, I get to go out and watch him work every night. Um, and he finished with 19-9 and last night. So he's getting the team involved and also – breaking down their defense so it makes everything easier for a shooter especially because they have to go in and help on Mike uh, when he's beating guys pretty much every possession.
0: Let's take a step back and talk about growing up outside of Philly going to lower Marion same high school as Kobe what, what was it like playing there and getting experience and when did basketball kind of become a part of your life?
1: Uh, basketball has been a part of my life for as long as I can remember since I was about six years old um, I had a hoop in my backyard and I would just play on that um and i 've always lived in Lower Marion since I was about eight years old. I moved from Baltimore um but I went to private school until eighth grade and then I wanted to go to a good basketball program because I was going to take it pretty seriously and I lived in um the public school district of Lower Marion, so I was like, I might as well do this free school and <laughs> good basketball program yeah um and so I went there um and then of course, Kobe went there, and that 's they have a, a Kobe shrine right in <laughs> front of the Kobe Bryant gymnasium um so it 's cool he 's always around. Not him personally, but his image. Um, his image. Team. yeah, yeah. Um, so he's always around. We met him twice. Um, but it's a great program, great culture. Um, we had a winning season every year, and we uh, won our league three out of four years that I was there.
0: Did you get to talk to Kobe at all, and what was that like?
1: Yeah, so we went out to Los Angeles to meet with him in his new studios. Um, and we sat down with him for about an hour, hour and a half, and just got to like, pick his brain about everything from, current NBA basketball to his mentality and how he approaches the game of basketball and how he really approaches life. Um, so that was amazing uh, just to get to see what a person like him thinks like.
0: Talk about your decision to come to Columbia and how it's been so far, the transition.
1: Um, it's been a good transition. I mean, school is definitely hard. It's yeah. a step, every Everything is a step up from high school. Um, but my decision to come here was really made after my official visit I had uh other officials set up but I went my first official was Columbia and the day after my official I just sat down with my parents and were like I think this is the place for me and so I didn't need to go on any other visits um and I and I really loved it here so just committed
0: What was it about about that the you here
1: Um I love the guys on the team it's it's a family and then I also love the coaching staff Um I was looking at pretty much all um Ivy League schools and high academic schools so um it was really just about a choice between those schools and i thought when i came here the camaraderie between the guys and um also the coaches was great and um to be able to come and have a chance to play right away was was a big uh, attraction
0: I feel like when even when i was looking at colleges it's just something that you just feel it's a it's a feeling did you have that feeling when you stepped onto campus that first time
1: so no i actually went <laughs> on about three or four unofficial visits um, which is when you just come on campus. Nothing's paid for. I live in Philadelphia, so it's an easy car ride up. So we just come and look at campus. And when I first came here, um, it didn't strike me right away. It wasn't then jumped to the top of my list. Um, But I kept they kept calling me, they kept texting me, so I kept it on my list. And then I came back and back, and I liked it more and more each time as I came back. And then once I really got the full experience in my official visit, got to meet with the guys and get the co- no, get to know the coaches a lot better. um, it was it was clear for me that this was the place.
0: What was it? Was it hard to come to to New York with the Philly New York rivalry thing?
1: No, I, I wanted to get out of Philadelphia. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, everyone always talks about like the cities, but I mean, I love New York City and I love Philadelphia. It's not it doesn't really it's not no competition for me.
0: What's your favorite thing about New York City so far?
1: So I actually, I mean, I don't really leave. I, it's more nor- morningside heights because I don't right. I don't leave this like <laughs> ten block radius for most of my time here. Um, but I love the Columbia campus, everything around it, and New York. There's just endless opportunities, um, and you can literally do whatever you want. Like we went to a haunted house on Halloween, and just like <laughs> one of the top in the area. And so I mean, just literally, you can do anything.
0: What's on your New York City bucket list? What are you trying to get to in your four years here?
1: I don't know. Uh, I've been, so my aunt lives in New York City okay. um, on the Upper West Side. So I used to come here as a kid. We used to go to Times Square mm-hmm. when they used to have the the Toys R Us building, <laughs> and they used to have a Ferris wheel in there. So I, was, I used to love to do that. But, I mean, just explore the city, kind of get to know it better because right now I really only know Morningside Heights. I'm
0: going to put you on spot for a little bit. Let's just do some quick rapid-fire questions. Who's your funniest teammate?
1: Uh, Ike. Ike New Okay.
0: What, what does he do that's so funny
1: uh his personality uh just the way he carries himself and he's always in a good mood always dancing around <laughs> and uh, trying to crack jokes uh
0: your your most embarrassing moment so far
1: um with the team or in game either one uh, I, I missed a, a three-pointer pretty badly against Wake <laughs> 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 off to the right. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, yeah, yeah. It,
0: it's a big – that was a big cavernous arena. I'll give you a yeah. break on that one. It's gonna. It happens to the best of them. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, favorite thing Coach Engels has said to you so far?
1: Uh, just keep pushing. I mean, I started off, I mean, not great in my first two games and um, still getting a feel for being out there Um, and it's a really long season so just got to keep pushing and uh, bounce back from any low points in the season.
0: And what did it mean in that first game against Lafayette coach drawing up that play for you your first career college game?
1: Yeah I mean I was 0 for 4 to start the game and then for Mike Smith to even pass me I mean he had a shot he could have taken but um, he made the right basketball play I was up at the top of the key Um, and of course I want to take that shot and just to have that chance was good and I think I can build off that and it's a good memory to build off of.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just funny how things work out where, you know, you had an open look that looked like it was right online and just don't get the bounce. And the next game against wake forest, you know, Childress Mm -hmm. spins and ball goes off the rim three times and bounces in. So that's just kind of the way things go so far. Columbia just played wake forest last weekend now you're going to Virginia this weekend. Talk about playing these big-time opponents so early in your career, and how exciting and how exciting it is for you guys to play those guys, those other teams.
1: I mean, that's what you sign up for when you play Division One basketball. It's like Columbia isn't doesn't have the fancy arena like some of these schools and um, some of the other stuff, but it's division one basketball. It's no joke. So, um, that's what you sign up for. And, uh, that's what I was excited to do coming here. And I think it's a great opportunity for us to show how we can compete against higher level opponents, um, to show the Ivy league that we're ready to compete.
0: Is there anything you can take from the wake game? Cause it was so soon into the Saturday's game for Virginia.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I think we were in the game, but we didn't play exceptionally well against wake. Um, but, and we should, we still should have won. Um, so uh, there, there are some key points in that game um, that you can look to where they were kind of turning points. And so just looking at those and making sure that we rebound the ball well against bigger and stronger teams um, is going to be really important for us going
2: forward.
0: And to be able to hang with a team like Virginia on the boards, is it just about positioning or anticipation? To, what are some keys to kind of make sure that stays as even as it can be? Definitely
1: in positioning. I mean, they're big and strong. Um, so... Making sure that we box out and give guys a chance to go get it and they don't just jump over us and come down with it and put it back in Um, because that's where they'll get easy points and we got to control everything that we can.
0: You talked about the speed of the game. What are the other things? What are some other things that you've picked up uh, adjusting to the college game so far?
1: Um, Definitely the strength and the physicality um, and defensive concepts because in high school, unless you're playing against a top team in your area or you're in a top league where there's a ton of Division One players, which I was not, um, you're not playing intense defense every night. Um, so you kind of actually get a break on the defensive end. But now it's the opposite. You get a break on offense because you have to be going so hard on defense um, and you're not constantly moving on offense unless there's an action towards you that um, you need to move f- for. So, I mean, playing against with bigger, longer athletic guys um, – and making sure you know how to defend them and can defend them for an entire 30-second shot clock.
0: What about the, the scouting aspect of that? Did you do a lot of that in high school? And what's it been like with the film session so far?
1: So we we had a great – I I, re, I really had a great coaching staff in high school, um, and we had about five or six assistants. So we would watch film for at least an hour, or an hour and a half on our opponents before every game. Um, and so it hasn't been much of an adjustment in that sense. Um, but – we go a little more in depth and kind of learn their offenses, learn the way they're going to play us on defense and set before we kind of just look at players' tendencies and how they would score the ball, which directions they were going, which spots they would want to get to. But now we kind of look at the way um, people run their offenses and defenses and try to attack them in their weakest spots.
0: Jack, thanks for taking some time today. Uh, Good luck on Saturday. Like we mentioned, Columbia's back in action this Saturday, November 16th, against Virginia at 12 p.m. You can catch the game on the ACC Network. Shout out to Dallin Cuff, who's killing it on ACC Network, Columbia graduate in 06, former Columbia basketball uh, color analyst. He won't be calling the game, but he's been doing awesome work on the sh- on there so far. And then Columbia also is playing St. John's next week and has two games at Mohegan Sun Arena against Ryder and either Vermont, or Central Connecticut State. Um, Those games are on November 23rd and 24th. So that'll do it for our time with Jack. Good luck this weekend. And I'm going to throw it over to Kyle, who is talking to Andrea McCormick.
2: All right. Thanks, Mike. As you mentioned, I'm sitting down with Andrea McCormick from the women's basketball program. Andrea, really appreciate you taking the time to uh, join us today. This is fun.
3: Yeah, thanks for having me, Kyle.
2: For those of you who don't know, Andrea is a junior on this year's team. She came to Columbia from Villa Maria Academy out in uh, Erie, PA. The first thing we're going to do is talk about the first three games that the team played. And we're going to start with the season opener last Tuesday at Albany. An overtime game, a very close game for the team. Fought from behind most of the game, uh, but came back and tied it up in the second half and then tied it up late. Uh, With about seven seconds left, Hannah Pratt hit a layup to tie the game and then went to overtime. Unfortunately, didn't get the result that we wanted to see in the season opener, but a hard fought game and a lot of positives to take from it. What did you see?
3: Yeah, definitely. I think that game really showed a lot of the fight that this team has and kind of the toughness that we've been building on. And a lot of the people, you know, new people in this program showed that night, you know, with the freshmen really stepping up big. Um, And yeah, that was just a great a great fight for us I mean obviously it didn't turn out the way we wanted it to but I think it was a good good step in the right direction for us.
2: Out rebounded Albany by 18 in that game 53 to 35 and this season so far uh, Columbia is plus 11 in rebounding margin through the first three games I mean such a difference from last year to this year in terms of having that size down low and being able to rebound and it really helps you stay in games.
3: Oh, totally. I mean, I think that's one of the biggest differences from last year's team to this year's team, you know, getting Hannah Pratt, um, some of the freshmen, just other, you know, big stepping up down low, you know, getting those rebounds. I think that's going to be huge for us throughout the season.
2: And then the season opener Thursday against St. Joseph's, second half was a bit of a struggle. We're leading at halftime. I believe the score was 32-31, something like that. Second half was a bit of a struggle, but then a tremendous response. I thought on Sunday to beat a Fordham team that won 25 games last year, won the Atlantic 10 tournament last year, and took Notre Dame down to the wire in their season opener on Tuesday, lost on them by five points, and then their very next game they come to Levy and Jim, and really just a dominant second half by Columbia in that game. I mean, what did you see?
3: Yeah, I think that that response, you know, from the St. Joe's game to Fordham, I think that was huge for this team. We kind of went into the game with. I think I'm a different mentality. We kind of had a chip on our shoulder, you know, kind of wanted to prove something. And that really showed that we can come together, you know, as a team and kind of bounce back. So I think that'll be really big just building off of that.
2: Now, we haven't seen you on the floor yet this year. I know you got a little banged up in the preseason. Uh, did you want to give a little update on that?
3: Yeah, unfortunately, I broke my hand in practice at the beginning of the year, but i uh, feeling a lot better now. I got to practice this week, so I'm really looking forward to hopefully getting in the lineup uh the next couple games here.
2: And the next couple games coming up are a trip to Buffalo, uh, where the Lions will play Buffalo Friday night at 7 o'clock. And then on that same trip, we'll bust down to Robert Morris down in Pittsburgh and play Robert Morris on Sunday. But this trip uh, hits home for you, literally. I mean, uh, we're going to play Buffalo. I don't know. You grew up in Erie, Pennsylvania. How far is that from Buffalo?
3: It's about an hour and a half, give or take uh... Closer to probably close to two hours, but very close to home to my hometown'd uh, be exciting to see you know a lot of my family there friends so i 'm really excited to play in front of them
2: who 's all coming to the game
3: um, definitely my whole family, a few aunts and uncles uh, I think some of my best friends from high school too so i 'm really excited who 's the
2: it. whole family? How many siblings do you have what 's the whole story there
3: so i 'm the oldest of eight you 're the oldest of eight Yep. <laughs> so all seven siblings will be there, both my mom, and my dad. Um, yeah the whole fam
2: <laughs> how does where how do the ages span now you are what are you 20 i'm 21 21 right now so what's yep. your uh, youngest sibling how old is your youngest
3: so she's three years old
2: she's three wow yeah. so 18 years difference between the eight of you i mean <laughs> it's crazy how was it growing up i mean i assume you were kind of like the de facto babysitter once you got to be old enough
3: oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> just always trying to keep people in line <laughs> It was so much fun. I mean, it was definitely never boring in our house. That's No,
2: I mean, I come from a six person family, so I was the second of four. Right. But definitely I nowhere near know how much eight having seven other siblings would have been for me. I mean, that's that's just (laughs) wild. Uh, Who was the toughest to deal with when you had a babysit? (laughs) You're going to call them out right now.
3: Oh, man. Probably my sister, Grace. She's very, very sassy. So you, you where is something. she
2: in the line of eight there
3: she is number um let me think about this six she's
2: number six how to think about it that's how many yeah. there are <laughs> she's number six so how old were you when you started having to babysit grace What? what give me a story give me a story
3: <laughs> Let me think of a good one um i know that i mean i would tell her you know to clean her room or to come down to help for dinner and she would always give me these sassy responses. You know, it was never something easy. So From
2: I, a young age, I'm sure. From a
3: very young age, yeah. I probably started babysitting when I was around 13. Okay. And, yeah, just ever since then.
2: <laughs> so you said aunts and uncles. How, about how many people all together do you think come into the Buffalo game?
3: I'm not too sure. My, fa- my family is very last minute in all our plans <laughs> always. But I would say around 20 to 30.
2: I was going to say, you're probably filling up quite a lot of that player pass list that, that uh, the team going to have at Buffalo. But, you know, thankfully nobody else is really from that area, so I'm sure, I'm sure it's fine. Are they coming to the Robert Morris game too? Yes, they are. How far is the drive for them down there?
3: Uh, that's about the same, about an hour and a half.
2: Oh, so it's only an hour and a half to Buffalo, and it's only an hour and a half from Erie down to Robert Morris. Okay. Yeah. I so thought it was a little bit further, because I know from Buffalo to Robert Morris, it's like a three and a half hour drive I think right somewhere around there
3: yeah I'm like it's weird I'm right in the middle of the two okay just right in Pennsylvania well it worked out perfectly then yeah
2: so I know part of this trip the team's the whole team's gonna go to your family's house will all of your siblings be there
3: oh yeah they've been counting down the days (laughs) they're so excited (laughs) can
2: you can you fit that many people I mean you already have seven (laughs) siblings and then you're gonna have a team of fourteen players plus coaches and staff all in your house at the same time. You've been on the other side of th- you've been on the other side of that, I know, in the last couple of years where we go on these trips and last year we went down to Mercer and we were at Lil's house. The year before that we went down right. to Houston and we're at a couple of players' houses that were from Texas. I mean are you a little nervous about having everybody over?
3: No, I'm so excited. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be so much fun. <laughs>
2: do you have I any pets?
3: Wait. I do. I have a dog and a cat. They and I the assume third. they
2: like people since you have seven siblings. Oh they do, yeah. 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 So they're so easy What do we have planned uh, for your house? Just some food or you got any, uh, I hopefully it's not snowing while we're up there. Oh,
3: I hope not. I think, I think they got some snow the other day, so might have to bring some extra jackets.
2: Might <laughs> be snow on the ground, but hopefully not snowing and won't hurt anybody's transportation trying to get there. Right. All right. I want to talk about you a little bit more from when before you got to Columbia. Do you want to kind of give us your recruiting story first, like how you got interested in the program at first, kind of who recruited you and kind of how that all worked out?
3: Sure. Um, So I started I was got recruited, uh, I think, beginning my freshman year is when it really began. Um, I went through one ACL injury unfortunately and kind of changed my process a little bit and then junior year when I started coming back to the court uh, I started talking to coach G and coach Ty a little bit um, and then coach G got the head coaching job at Columbia I came to visit I loved it um, and then yeah I just really went from there I mean the relationship I had with coach G and you know coming to visit and kind of my vibe with the team really meant a lot so that's really what led me here
2: I mean Columbia University has to be such a difference for you growing up in Erie PA and then going to school here. I'm sure that might have yeah. been I mean it's not for everybody, but for you <laughs> it must have been quite a draw to see the big city and come to campus, but also when you're on campus it's you know completely closed in, completely fenced in in the middle of Manhattan and a lot of people may not know that. I mean it, it it's got it had to be really cool for you.
3: Yeah, I mean it was totally different coming from such a small town in Erie to New York City, you know, the big one of the biggest. Um, But I I really loved it. And I think, you know, the team here, the coaches, again, made that transition to, you know, the big city so much easier. Um, And kind of the family atmosphere that we have really made it very comfortable.
2: Now, I'm going to call you out a little bit and talk about your golf game, because I've seen (laughs) you swing a golf club and it's very good. And I've got some things written (laughs) down right here. You were a uh, three time all region golf selection when you were in high school. You were an All-State selection as a junior. You were ranked as high as number eight individually in the PIA Class 2A. I mean, do you still golf during the summers? Do you still get out there? <laughs> Have you found I any do. places around here to golf?
3: You know, I went and golfed. I went somewhere in the Bronx um, over the summer because I was Did here. Did you go to Van
2: Cortlandt Park? That's right over in the Bronx or maybe Split Rock. I'm a golfer, too, so I know some of the courses around the area.
3: If you said it, I might know it. It wasn't Van Cortlandt, but it was right by there. It was a very small course.
2: Sprain Lake. Uh, no, it's okay. It's okay.
3: Something, Yeah, around yeah. there. But, uh, yeah, in the summers I try to play as much as I can, mm-hmm. you know, aside from basketball, but I love it.
2: <laughs> What's your handicap right now? Probably not as good as it used to be.
3: Right now it's probably about a 10 or 11. Okay. My goal is to get it. Single digits, hopefully soon.
2: When you were in high school, how what was your best uh, handicapping mark?
3: Uh, I think it was around a nine.
2: Around a nine. Yeah. What's your best? uh, What's the best round you've ever shot?
3: Oh, eighteen or or nine. Eighteen. 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 I think I shot uh, seventy-eight. was my best.
2: Seventy-eight. So on a par seventy-two. Yep. So six over. I mean, that's way better than I've ever done. I can tell you that. (laughs) I'm probably my best round is probably eighty-five. Oh, that's Uh, not bad. No, not bad, but. (laughs) I've been. I, I started playing in high school. I'm sure you you started playing at a at a young age. I'm
3: sure. Yeah, I think I started playing around eight years old. I actually lived right by a golf course, which was nice. So that that really makes it a lot easier.
2: <laughs> uh, who taught you how to play? Your parents, a family member?
3: My dad was a uh, big teacher, and then my uncle is a great golfer. He taught me too. So I'd play with my cousins all the time. Just a lot of fun.
2: What's your uh, favorite course out where you grew up? The course that you were right next to.
3: No, it, there's a course called Lawrence Park. It's okay. right on the water, so right on Lake Erie. It's beautiful there. That's that's probably my favorite.
2: So if I ever go back up to Erie, PA, or this area where we're gonna go, I gotta go to Lawrence Park. Yep. All right, put in a good recommendation for Lawrence Park. So hopefully they're <laughs> listening. You should tell them to listen to the podcast, and you know, oh I will. Little plug for Lawrence Park. Lawrence Park Golf Course. <laughs> yep. Up in uh, Erie, PA. Yep. Okay. Got it. And uh, last couple things before I let you go, I want to talk about the nicknames that you have uh, <laughs> on the team. One of them, we'll start with the first one, a little easier. Dre I assume that just is because of your name, Andrew McCormick. Team calls you Dre Mac. Is that you, you know, who gave you that name?
3: I, you know, I really can't remember. I know it kind of stuck around my freshman year, and they started calling me Dre. And then my nickname in high school is A Mac. So I think the Mac, you know, from McCormick, they just kind of added that to the end, and we got Dre Mac.
2: <laughs> and then one that I heard last year that I don't know if was used the year prior is that they start calling you Saucy now. Who gave you that <laughs> name, and why do they call you Saucy?
3: I think it was Coach Carey who gave me that <laughs> name, our, our coach, our assistant coach last year. Um, I, I really don't know. I guess maybe the way I finished at the hoop, or <laughs> I'm really not too sure, but – I
2: mean, you had a couple saucy moves at the hoop, I will say, last year. I'm (laughs) going to talk about one in particular at Princeton. You got in the game at Princeton, and I think really sparked a comeback off the bench. I mean, when you came into the game, I felt like it changed the whole vibe of the game. We scored a couple buckets. The team was down, you know, a significant amount at halftime, but then made it a really close game in the fourth quarter. And you drove by Bella Allery and hit a reverse underneath of her. I mean, she's probably (laughs) going to go on to play in the WNBA. And I think you're going to always have that moment over here where you drove faster and in a reverse. I mean, you got to remember that moment, right?
3: <laughs> oh, yeah. That was a great That was a great game, and that was a lot of fun. Honestly, I wasn't really thinking. I was just, in my head, I was just thinking attack, you know, try to give the team what, what we needed. Um, but, yeah, I mean, <laughs> my teammates really went crazy. I think that really gave us the energy we needed at the moment in the game. Um, and, it, yeah, it was a great moment.
2: Well, hope to see you on the court more this season now that you're back as the season continues I know uh, toward the end of last season especially we saw you on the court quite quite a lot more toward the second half of Ivy League season so looking forward to seeing you on the court I really appreciate you taking the time to come join us today tell your whole family tell everybody I mean if your whole family listens to the podcast uh, that might be the most we've ever had <laughs> listened to it all at
3: once <laughs> yeah I'll definitely tell them thanks a lot for having me too all
2: right thanks a lot Dre thanks Kyle as always, thank you to all of our listeners this week. As we mentioned, the Columbia women's basketball team is in action on the road this weekend. The Lions take on Buffalo Friday night at 7 p.m. That game can be streamed live on ESPN+. The road trip concludes Sunday with a game at Robert Morris. That game can be streamed live on NEC Front Row. The men's basketball team is in action Saturday, taking on ninth-ranked in the defending national champions Virginia as part of the Basketball Hall of Fame tip-off tournament presented by City tip down in Charlottesville is scheduled for noon Saturday. That game can be seen live on the ACC network. Once again, thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you again next week.